Jerry Whelan, you're an Irish Jesuit based in Rome, teaching in the Greg there. Your reaction to the election this morning of Father Arturo Sosa from Venezuela? Joy, I suppose. Uh, we're thrilled. Uh, I've just come from lunchtime in the Gregorian community. Great excitement. Father Sosa Arturo was the a kind of superior of us at the Gregorian University. His role was called the Delegate of the Roman Houses. So he was in charge of all of the international Jesuits in Rome. There are about 300, but there are three big educational institutions, the Gregorian, the Biblicum, and the Orientale Colleges. And he was a kind of supervisor on part of Father General of all of those. He's like my real provincial here in Rome. So I was uh, having my annual meeting with him about six months ago, okay. uh, where we manifest our conscience to our superior. So we all know him that well. We know him to be a very good man, and we're thrilled about the appointment. What do you think he will bring to this job from your knowledge of him? First of all, of course, uh, it's significant that he's the first non-European Father General. Obviously, this is rhyming in with the pontificate of Pope Francis, uh, another Latin American. If you remember just last week, there, uh, the Pope Francis announced new cardinals in a consistory, and they were very, very international. Cardinals from Papua New Guinea and from Bangladesh, etc. So it was time to have a non-European Father General. That's one thing. Another aspect, Venezuela is a troubled country, uh, if you know the politics of, of this post mm-hmm. Chavez there. Father Arturo had a long history of being a, a very competent peacemaker in Venezuela. He was provincial of the Jesuits there. He also had founded a university, not just being president of a university, but the first you know, uh, president of a university in a poor region of, of Venezuela. He had a role in that uh, was sympathetic in a way, not so polarized with the extreme Chavez government. Mm-hmm. And he found himself, I believe, in a kind of mediating role wisdom figure and, and a very good manager. I think he's the son of a former government minister in Venezuela, something a very prominent uh, father he had. So there's that Venezuela little back story, you might say, of course, yes, general for the whole society. And he once uh, was recorded in an interview as saying that, that Chavez's words were one thing that one could appreciate, but actually what he did was something very different. Yes, that's it. So, you know, that's a shrewd insight. And uh, I see him as a very pragmatic man. As I say, I've had a fair bit of dealings with him. He's a very competent manager. Uh, you get the vibe of a person who's comfortable with leadership. I think his academic background was uh, be a doctorate in social science, although he went into a university administration then at a certain stage. Option for the poor, competence in social science to understand social structures, religious leadership. These are all qualities that Arturo has. What is he like as a person? You know, is, is he an extrovert, introvert? I mean, you, you've seen him operate, you've, yes. you've spoken to him? Uh, yeah, I, I'd say a robust extrovert, funnily enough. He's got a great sense of humour, doesn't take himself at all seriously, he, so he's very good company. But you know you're in the company of a decisive man. Good fun, impressive person. Jerry, this election, it took us a bit by surprise because it was quite early this morning. We knew people, the delegates were going to start voting on Friday. We weren't really expecting it to be so soon. Is that a sign of the unanimity behind this man and his suitability to be the leader? Well, yes. We have 35 of the 250 delegates living with us at the Gregorian. So they all started to filter back to us during the course of the hour between 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock. So we were clapping them and all thrilled. 
Now, they have to be discreet. Uh, so they, do, they don't talk about how many ballots there were, mm-hmm. uh, etc. But there's no doubt it happened quickly. And it's not just the morning was taken up, they were saying, by sort of pre- periods of prayer beforehand, prayer afterwards. So that shortens the, the balloting time. So one way and another, it's clear that it happened quite quickly. To be honest, we in the Gregorian were not surprised. Um, they, uh, for example, there is already scheduled a celebration mass tomorrow morning in the Jesus Church with the new Father General. And we've already received instructions about what time it is, etc. Right. All the Jesuits in Rome are welcome to go to it. We were expecting this to happen more or less with the timing that it did happen. And clearly then, a choice that would suggest the murmuratio process, that process that is so different yeah. from any other process of electing a leader where you know Quite you can't so. campaign, you can't promote your person. Yeah. It seems to have worked for this 31st Father General once again. That's right. Quite so. Now, I was sitting at a table, a table of five people with three delegates, and I asked them just that question. Now, I'm old enough that, that to have been here for the last general congregation when the delegates were saying the same thing about the Mormoratio process. These three men said the same thing, that it was a moving and beautiful experience. It's a political process in the sense that a decision has to be made and a name has to be decided upon. But it's very non-political because it's done in a prayerful way and you never campaign for third parties. You just ask, what does a person think about X as a suitable candidate? Uh, And uh, all three of them spoke about what a marvellous process it was. One of the delegates, it was charming in a sense, it doesn't feel that he's a big, high-powered person. He was talking about how in the Murmuratio, he could go up to any more high-powered Jesuit. I suppose he would have meant somebody who held an official role in Rome already. And the Jesuit was, in a sense, bound to speak with, with total openness about his opinion, as if he was speaking to you know, a superior. This is the kind of spiritual nature of, of, of the Murmuratio. And as you say, it does seem to have worked once again. And in the Curia, at the moment, then, the role he has is quite a significant one if he's provincial of, of 300 people. It was, yes. He was bringing a quality of decisiveness to the governance of the institutions here in Rome. We're a bit bogged down by our traditions, even as Jesuits in Rome, just like everybody else in Rome, you might say. One of our traditions was that we had these three educational institutions, the Gregorian University, which is the biggest one, but then specialised institutes, uh, for the Biblicum for Biblical Studies, the uh, Oriental Institute for Byzantine Rite Seminarians and Priests. And never the three did meet, you might say. We were all pontifical institutions running these things for the Pope. And there's some important letter by a Pope in 1930 telling us to cooperate together as a consortium. And basically, we never did that. We have just institutional inertia, which has the institutions functioning separately when they could do a great deal more by by working together. Now, Arturo was showing strong signs of being the one delegate who would, you might say, knock heads together and get a a very real collaboration going in the consortium that would be to the benefit of all of them. That's interesting, yeah, because it does show then that he sees a bigger picture and is able to work well with people and get disparate groups to work together, or wants to do that at least. Yes, he's a man of vision and he's a man of strong enough willpower, you might say, to implement vision. So good news and good celebrations tonight in Rome among the Jesuits gathered there. Absolutely.